Hi everyone. Um, I have a problem. I still have a spree problem. So I just got back from Walgreens and because I was doing some work and then because I'm fucking addicted to sugar now apparently I was like oh it sure would be nice to have some spree and I made it like four days without spree and I could go no longer so I took a break from work I went over to Walgreens and I made a beeline for the candy aisle and what was the only hole it was the spree section like who the fuck else is eating spree why is it every time I find something I like it seems everybody else likes it too (sighs) so and they still had like the sale going um you know the I guess it's four for five dollars now. Um, so I went up to the front and I went to the stupid bin again. And this time I had to fucking dig. I digged through all three layers of like juji fruits and snow caps and milk duds and M&Ms and bottle caps and sweet tarts. I was able to find two boxes of spree. And then I got a box of juji fruits and some nerds because I'm five. And that's how my day's been going so far. But you know what? I was just happy to find those two boxes of spree. I really hope that this ends soon. (laughs) This is like pretty embarrassing being addicted, addicted to candy at this age. But, you know, at least I know why these things happen now. Because if I didn't know that I'm autistic, I don't know what I would be thinking about myself right now. Or if I would even be thinking anything at all. Who knows? But anyways, there's not going to be a bathroom episode today, but definitely the next one I do, which I'm hoping to do this week, I will do the bathroom episode. If you listen to the last one, you know what I'm talking about. This one is, you know, like I don't record every time I have a meltdown and it's not like I have tons of them anymore, but I don't record every time I've had a meltdown. And I've had some between the last episode I did about a meltdown and like now. And I want to just preface this again. You're probably so sick of hearing me say this. Or maybe you think like, I'm sorry if I sound manic. I'm not manic. I just got back from the store and, you know, outside anxiety. But I really wanted spray. But anyways, so yeah, I don't know if you're going to believe me or what. But so this has to do with Alicia. (laughs) And... I want to just remind you guys that she's pretty much like the only person I have regular contact with, and that's a choice. So, of course, like some some stuff's going to happen. Conflict just happens when you live with somebody or when you're like married or whatever. And so this is not an unhealthy relationship. We don't like verbally abuse each other. We don't hit each other. We don't play games with each other, you know, like mind games. So I just wanted to kind of remind everybody that I talk about her frequently in regards to some sort of conflict issue I have. And it's just because like, it is what it is. Like we live together and she's my only other person. So, um, does that make sense? So anyways, and you know, we had the couples therapy yesterday and I realized that this time 99% of what's going on between us is my shit now. Because what happens apparently is when one person is making some good progress, I don't know, like as a human being or something, like working on themselves, sometimes that can negatively affect 
the other partner in the relationship, which it shouldn't happen that way, I don't think. Like, I wish it didn't, but it does. So this time, she's been making good work. The ketamine sessions have, like, that's just, it's crazy what it's doing to her. And so she's finding her voice more, and she's pushing back on some of my stubbornness, and I don't fucking like it. Um, and because of it, more of my crap is coming up if that makes sense. I feel like all I do is complain or talk about my crap, but whatever. That's what this is for, I guess. And I'm autistic. So, you know, like that's the whole point. But anyways, so I'll try to give the short version because I have to get back to work and I don't want to make this a long episode. Um, If you guys have been listening along, you know my attachment to my room. I might have even brought this up recently. I don't fucking know. So I'll just act as if I didn't talk about this before. Um, So we were in couples therapy about a month ago and my therapist was like, you guys need to create a shared space in the house because we don't have a living room. The living room is my room. It's been my room for years. That's the setup. The back room is Alicia's room. And then we have what we call the library, which I was the only one that occupied. And Alicia's like, oh, I wish I had like a a shared space with us so I don't have to be in the back of the house all the time. And I reminded her that that was her choice. She wanted the back room. So, you know, why are you complaining about it? But anyways, so Tia was like, you guys need to work on getting some sort of a shared space in the main part of the house. Because, like, all the conflict her and I have had have just kind of, like, we've grown more distant as far as, like, um, like her room and my room are in opposite ends of the house but like our marriage isn't in shambles right now it's actually going pretty well if um maybe it won't sound like it this episode but it's going really well but anyways alicia comes into my room was this over the last i don't know when this was this was like within the last week um or two i don't know comes into my room probably this last week i don't fucking know i'm sorry sorry you're still listening and i sound like this um, so she, she comes into my room and she's like, okay, let's talk about this space on the other side of my door, which is what is supposed to be our shared space. I liked the way I had it set up before. She didn't feel cozy or comfy in it. And so I just told her, look, just rearrange however you want, make it look the way that you want. Her and I went and got furniture, some new like r- chairs, And I thought that, like, giving up control was hard because I like things to look a certain way. But I realized that, like, she didn't feel comfy in what I thought was comfy. So I said, go ahead and just move things where you want them to go or tell me where you want me to put them. And then I'll do that. And then you can come out and you can feel comfortable. Well, she took my lack of, like, wanting to provide suggestions on where things should go as, like, a form of stubbornness. And, you know, it probably was, but my logic at the time was I liked the way this room looked before. You did not. So you turn the room into something that you want. I don't want to give you any input because I liked how it was before and I don't feel like I want to have to figure out where things go now. Does that make sense? It seemed to make sense to me, but I guess that's not how it came across. And I'm still working on communicating better. But anyways, then, so like Alicia just starts talking about, you know, this used to, she's in, remember, we're in my room. 
And she goes, this used to be the living room. And I'm like, yeah, years ago, I have been in this. This has been my room for years. You just gave me doors like last year, you know, but it's been my room for years. And she was talking about turning it back into a living room and me going into the back of the house to be my room. And then her coming out here and turning the rest of the house into like the living room and blah, blah, blah. And so... What ended up happening now in hindsight and through therapy yesterday was I went into like, um, I was triggered because I'm so attached to my room and what, what it did was when she just like, ha- like, like, I don't know, nonchalantly, Hey, why don't we just turn this back into the living room? I immediately was like, does she not know how important this space is to me? And when I was a child, and she knows this about me already, when I was a child, like, my mother was fucking batshit crazy, and I had no sense of a safe space in the house, not even, like, anywhere that we lived, whatever was designated as my room, I didn't feel like it was mine, because when she got into her moods, and she thought, like, maybe I was being, like, snarky or talking back or something, she would take the door off the hinges, And she knew how much I valued privacy and she would just take the door away and I would have no privacy. She would go into my room when she was in a really bad mood and just start tearing posters off my walls, like just trashing my shit. So I never had like a space that I felt was mine and only mine. And it was just like that my entire childhood. And then I moved out and I lived on my own for years And I didn't have to think about that because I had houses and apartments I was living in. So I didn't need a space. I had the space. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't until like, you know, most of people's issues, maybe like when you live with somebody is when a lot of stuff starts coming to the surface. And um, that's why I guess this issue came up because... Living with Alicia, after a few years, I realized I need my own space. I need to be able to withdraw, to recharge. That's when I started realizing that I'm introverted. And so I created a safe space in this house for me. And she knew that that's how I felt about my room. It's for me. It's safe. I've never felt safe in a space before. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So when she was just like, oh, yeah, you can just move to the back of the house. I was immediately thrown back into like my childhood and I was a kid. And like, I know this sounds weird, but if hopefully it makes sense. But like in Alicia was like my mother and she was threatening to take away something that like I value as safe and it's mine. And it seems as if it means nothing now. You know what I mean? And I didn't know what was going on. So I guess this is like another alexithymia episode, or I don't know if it's an episode or a way of being, but I felt threatened, but I had no idea what I was really feeling or why I was feeling the way I was. I had no clue. And it wasn't until like a few days had gone by where I realized I was triggered with some trauma bullshit. And it's not Alicia's fault. Like she didn't do anything intentionally or anything like that. Um, She knows now to leave my fucking room alone. 
Yeah, I think maybe I did talk about this a little bit before because I had told her again in therapy yesterday that if you want me to move out of my room, it's a process. It's going to take months. We're going to have to continue talking about it. I'm going to have to work my way up to wanting to be in the back of the house where I, I was originally and I liked it back there. It's not something that you can just be like, we're going to do this today or tomorrow because that's going to affect me. Um, it's going to affect my mental health in a negative way. And she understands that now. And I wanted to just make clear that I'm not saying this is the way that the house has to look forever. Because I get that we're not very conventional in the way that we live. But it works for us. And so that was the compromise we came up with was this is just going to stay how it is now. She turned the room that I'm sitting in to record this actually. She made it how she wanted it. She feels comfortable in it. I like it. I decorated Halloween all throughout the house the other day. So I I don't know. Um, I had a meltdown. Um, that was the start of it. That was probably like that was I think that was an actual meltdown. Uh, and then so like I slept in my room the one night by myself like I said I don't know if I talked about this already because I feel like I can never remember like I feel like my short-term memory is so crappy um but that's an autistic thing I I I learned so you know but what was I saying my memory speaking of which um yes so okay so the Halloween decorating so like every year for October, November, December, I decorate the inside, she decorates the outside. And every year, she's like, can you bring up the outside decorations from the basement? And every year, I think to myself, you lazy bitch, I have to bring my own shit up. Why can't you bring your shit up? And so this year, it was kind of the same, but a little different. So she goes, "Um, I'm going to go take a nap. Can you please bring up the outdoor decorations from downstairs. And at that point, I had been on my feet for like a couple of hours in the house, running up and down the basement myself to bring the indoor decorations up. And I told her that I was like, hello, like you see, I'm sweaty. And like, I've just been down there several times. Why do I have to bring your shit up when like the outdoors is your job? And she's like, because it's so labor intensive. That's why. And she said it nicely, not the way I just said it, but she said, because it's so labor intensive. And then she went to the bedroom and took a nap. And it was that phrase that triggered another meltdown. And so for two hours, I fucking had to deal with myself while she was in the bedroom sleeping. And like in the past, my ass would have been like not letting her take a nap. (laughs) That's for sure. So I tried to like not be that way this time. But I felt like those were the longest two hours of my life because I was so fucking pissed. And I was like... Does she not, like, care about the the crap that I already do? Like, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that every fucking day. And then that combined with, like, the anxiety I have about driving her to ketamine therapy every week. Like, and all the changes that we've had with, like, new appointments and this is changing and that's changing. It all kind of came together at once because of that one little phrase. It's labor intensive. It's so labor intensive. And I just felt, like, dismissed, you know, like, I'm sure this sounds familiar to you guys. But anyways, so I went into a meltdown, and I was, like, 
slamming things. Um, I had to put some things up on the wall. So I pounded the nail really hard. And you know, what is so frustrating when you're in a mood and you're trying to like antagonize somebody else is when they don't respond. That bitch didn't fucking hear nothing I did. She slept through it all because that's what she does when she takes naps. She's like, pass the fuck out. And so I felt that all of my work of trying to annoy her was for nothing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not a kid. I shouldn't be acting like this. This is ridiculous. Um, and then my meltdown took its normal path. She gets up from her nap. She's, she comes into my room. I can tell she's apprehensive because she can just tell that, like, I'm pissed. And... I, to be honest, I don't remember half of that day because I was so pissed off and I was so meltdowny. Like I was in such a meltdown mode that like, I don't remember some of it, but, uh, um, anyways, I ended up going after her and blaming her for how I was feeling. And that wasn't the the case at all. Like, I could have just communicated with her like, look, I'm not going to go down and get your stuff. It's okay if you don't want to do that today. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see how I'm feeling or you can go down and get it. I could have just been an adult and just done that, but I didn't. I just, something took over my body and my mind and I turned into a teenager. Like a rebellious, annoying, just rude ass fucking teenager is what I turned into. Um, and so the only, the only good I can glean from this is yesterday. No, was it yesterday? No, it was the other day. It was right before therapy. Um, I was in my room and like a couple hours had gone by since I acted like that. And I realized, oh no, The problem is me this time. It's nothing that she did. This is all my shit because I still am not communicating clearly and I'm bottling things up again and back to like old thinking and behaviors because, you know, when I get overwhelmed, it's like you try to do what you can to prevent a shutdown, but you don't know that you're getting ready to go into a shutdown, but you kind of do. And again, I don't know if this makes sense, but anyways, um... So I I basically realized, you know what, like I'm in the wrong. I need to go and apologize and explain myself instead of just wait until the next day for therapy and do it there. And so I went and I had a mature conversation with her and everything was fine after that. And she even shared something with me about like her childhood that had recently come up for her that she hadn't shared before or hadn't remembered or whatever. So it turned out to be a good ending to my meltdown day and I don't get good endings to my meltdown days hardly ever so I guess that's progress right me realizing that like oh it would you know can't continue acting this way it really has nothing to do with her it was like 99 the way I view it is it's 99% me 1% her because it's just like whatever she says or does triggers something within me and then it's all my crap coming to the surface so therapy was pretty good yesterday. Um, I am glad that I don't have, I didn't have like a horrible meltdown, like my usual ones that I've talked about before. I'm glad that it ended a bit differently, but um, I definitely scheduled a one-on-one with Tia 
right before we scheduled another couple session because I need a I I have crap I need to work on. So I go back and see Tia in two weeks to work on my bullshit. But I just wanted to get on here and say that's where I'm at with stuff. Still addicted to candy. Still having meltdowns, but this time trying to handle them differently with awareness. Thank you for just thank you universe for telling me that I'm autistic because this helps so much. Um, and I will be on here again soon talking about my bathroom bullshit. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this is relatable in some way and, um, goodbye.